Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thanks for joining me once again for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Today, I'm going to give you the really good news about light, L-I-G-H-T. I've been reading a book called The Book of Mystery by Jonathan Kahn. It has one page each day for every day of the year, and it talks mainly about the, the original meaning, or at least this author's opinion, of the original meaning of Hebrew words. And on day 15 of it, I'm going to summarize what he wrote, he calls it the night and day paradigm. And he starts out by asking, which comes first, day or night? Well, in human economy, things go from day to night, from light to darkness, from youth to aging, from strength to weakness, from life to death. But in God's economy, the night comes first. Things go from darkness to light. Always at creation, everything was dark and God said, let there be light. And there was light. In God's economy, things always go from darkness to light. There was night, then there was day. Now, the Jewish people believe from the beginning that the day begins at sunset, the evening and then the morning. Jewish holidays still do that. The Sabbath starts at sundown on Friday and goes until sundown on Saturday, the darkness to the light. However, the children of the world move from day to night. Ah, but the children of God those who are manifesting sons and daughters live from night to day. You come from the darkness into the light. And many of you have figured out that that is our story. You move from weakness to strength, from disease to ease, from despair to hope, from shame to pure innocence, from guilt to innocence, from tears to joy, from death to life. In the kingdom of God, sons and daughters of God, your entire life is always moving away from the darkness and to the light. Now, this is extremely important, and I pray that I'll be able to clearly show you why today. When you see this, it's going to have a great effect on your life for the better. What do you think darkness is in God's kingdom? I think darkness is not knowing you know, Jesus prayed to the Father. Anytime he prayed out loud, it was for our benefit. I mean, Jesus is God. He's one with the Father. He didn't have to speak out loud, and we don't either, of course. Uh, but he said, Father, forgive these people because they just simply don't know what they were doing. That was the darkest moment of all history. Religion and politics teamed up to kill God, to kill the Son of God. And Jesus simply said, without retaliating, Father, forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. Now, traditionally, many of us have been taught in religion that darkness is sin. Sin is darkness. Well, that is actually true 
when we know what sin and darkness are. Sin, as most of you know by now, is simply missing the mark. It comes from a Greek word that H-A, ha, and another word combined, meros, form, means without form. Missing the mark of knowing. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.11 in the Amplified Version, he said, my determined purpose in life is that I might know Jesus because it's a progressive knowing, moving more deeply, more intimately, being more intimately acquainted with him and experiencing his power. That's from the Amplified Version. Now, I want to look at, I don't do this often, but I want to look at an Old Testament verse here. This is Proverbs 4, 18, 19. And I got excited about this listening to a friend of mine, Mike Popovich, to a, uh, one of his teachings. This is what Solomon, the wisest man on earth at the time, wrote, Proverbs 4, 18 and 19. He said, the path of those who know they are right with God, and we are right with God, the path who know that they're right with God is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches full strength and glory in the perfect day. But the way of those who are hostile to God because they don't remember who God is, is like deep darkness. They don't know over what they stumble. Now, that word hostile to God, that's the actual meaning of the word. Many times it's translated into English as wicked. It means hostile to God. And my understanding is it means people are hostile to the false, angry, dark, list-keeping, punitive version of God. Very few people are hostile to God who is pure love and pure light, pure grace, and includes everybody. Only religious people who don't want God to be like that are hostile to the only true God. See, when you're in the dark, you simply don't know who you stumble over. Again, Mike Popovich has great teaching on this in his video, The Kingdom Within, Our Hearts and Minds Shape the World. And I'd encourage you to listen to that on his, uh, on his website, Freedom Ministries. All right, darkness is sin. Sin is darkness. Sin is missing the mark. Well, missing the mark of of what? The foundation of sin and darkness only exists in our minds. It's not reality. It's a no thing. It's missing the mark of reality, what is true. Then when we miss the mark of what is true, then we can, we'll act out, you know, and then what's tr traditionally called sin, which is what religion focuses on, you know, we'll lie and cheat and steal and, and do those things. But those those are outgrowths of missing the mark. All right. My understanding is that darkness is believing, starts with believing lies about yourself, <laughs> missing the mark of who you really are. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. They started believing lies about themselves, believing lies that are not reality. Now, there are a gazillion facets of that. Here are just a few. And see if you can think when I read these, where you hear these, what type of institution or organization propagates, promulgates these types of lies. Believing that you're worthless, depraved, far from God, no good, something's wrong with you. You feel ashamed, not desirable, less than, condemned, feeling like I am not. Believing that you're the object of God's wrath, believing that you are dark. That is post-theology, piece of scubala, 
theology. And scubula means animal dung, the other S word, the biblical S word. That part of darkness, I believe, is arguably the worst part of this three-headed monster of darkness. Second part of darkness, sin, is believing lies about God, missing the mark of who God really is, believing that God is disappointed in you, not pleased with you, insulted by you, can't stand you, that God is list-keeping, punitive, vindictive, full of wrath and anger against you, treats you on a performance-based basis, and, of course, you can never perform well enough. There's, in that part of, of darkness, there's an underlying dis-ease, a darkness about you and God an unease that resides deep in you because many of us have spent a lifetime developing coping mechanisms to deal with that, just stuffing it, burying it, but it'll come back or trying to forget about it, but it'll come back. It never really goes away. And the third part of darkness, my understanding is missing the mark of other people. Believing that other people are bad and God's really ticked with them and the deepest part of that darkness, I think, is missing the mark, believing the lie that God favors you and your group or me and my group, but everybody else is God's enemy and he's going to toast them. And somehow we're going to avoid eternal conscious torment because we've said the right words or prayed the right prayer or done the right thing or whatever. We're going to get blessed, but everybody else is going to suffer eternal conscious torment. That's deep darkness. Those three tenets of darkness, you know where they come from. They all come from organized religion. People aren't bad that say those things, but the system is <laughs> awful. See, when you're in the dark and you stumble, then you're afraid. And you come up with you, you come up with dreams about scary things. Malcolm Smith, great teacher, says that darkness is believing in religion's two-faced God. Yeah, God is good, but yeah, God is agape, but he's also eros. God is good, but there are conditions. That, according to Malcolm, and I agree with him, is absolute darkness because you think you're in the light, but you're not. The darkness Jesus says is in you is the light that's in you is really dark. (laughs) All right. Now, Paul wrote this letter to the church in Colossae. We call it Colossians and to us, and I'm saying it to you right now today as you're listening to this. This is Colossians 1 and 2, and this is kind of a a mixture between the Passion and the uh, Mirror translations. Paul's writing to you, may God, our true Father, release upon your lives the riches of grace and heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. He said, I pray for all of you by name. Every time I pray for you, And we pray for you. Our hearts overflow with thanksgiving to Father God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's delineated from religion's concept of God. He says, for we've heard of your devoted lives of faith in Christ Jesus and your tender love towards all his holy believers. Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of our glorious hope, now that you believed in the truth of the gospel, Paul says. This is the wonderful message that's being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the world, just like it has changed you. Boy, that's happening today. Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. And he talks about his brother who's come from there and he says, this guy's informed us of of the many wonderful ways love is being demonstrated through your lives. 
by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Verse 9 of Colossians 1. Since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, not displeasure, God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10. We pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, knowing that you are righteous, that God made you righteous. Then you'll become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life and maturing in a rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. Verse 11. Oh, man, this is so good. He says, and I pray this for you all. He says, we pray that you would be energized with all of his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely giving, freely given to us by living in the light. Now, get this. This is why we can experience light instead of darkness. Oh, get this. Colossians 1, 11. God has rescued us, already past tense, completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm, the kingdom of light, the kingdom realm of his beloved son, Jesus. In Jesus, all our sins, past, present, and future, are canceled, and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the darkness of your evil thoughts and actions, and that's where darkness is. It's not in reality. It's in our evil thoughts. Even though you were once distant from God, living in your evil thoughts and actions, you thought you were distant from God. He reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence goes on to say, now there's nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored as you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon. Never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you believed in. He says, and this is the glorious news that I preach all over the world. He said, I've been made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body so that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the living word of God. Now, get this, verses 26 and 27. Paul says, there is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. It's being brought from darkness into light. Here it is. Here's the mystery. Living within you, and this is true of you and everybody, is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everybody to know it. Everyone is a son and daughter of God, and Christ is in everyone, no matter what the lies of darkness have told you. Verse 28 and 29, Paul says, and I, this is for me and for you too, I believe, Christ is our message. We preach, here's why we do this, to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. Paul says, and I agree, it's been my, it's become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being perfect in Jesus Christ. All right, why did Jesus come? 
He came to rescue us from darkness and transfer us to the kingdom of light. And he did it. He was successful. He finished the work that the Father gave him to do. Jesus saved us from the darkness, the darkness of our own minds. He saved us from believing that God is wrathful and going to punish us. He saved us from the doctrinal system of darkness that religion propagates. Darkness in our minds is hell. That's where darkness is. It's only in our minds. That's where hell is. It's only in our minds. Jesus came to find us in our darkness, to shine his light on us and save us from darkness. From the time of Adam and Eve until Jesus came, mankind was in the dark. Everybody was in the dark. Most people today are still in the dark. They don't know the light, but we get to show them and tell them. When Jesus came, the world was all about politics and religion. And those two strange bedfellows, politics and religion, combined to kill Jesus, the Son of God. That was darkness personified, the worst of all ever. And they did that trying to please. They thought they were doing God a favor, trying to please their angry gods. Jesus came to the Jews, to Israel. Their religion had brought them into deep darkness. They believed in and worshiped the Old Testament version of a dark, angry, punitive, oppressive, vindictive God. And they were occupied by and servants to Rome the oppressive world power at the time, who worshipped its ruler, Caesar, who said he was God. Both of them worshipped false gods. Now, John was Jesus' closest friend, the Apostle John. He outlived all the other disciples and the initial followers of Jesus. And when he was 90 years old, the church leaders knew he wasn't going to be around very long. And they said, hey, John, would you write down the most important things about Jesus and God and all humanity? Look at what he wrote in chapter one of his gospel. I'm almost done here, but I want you to see the one word that there are a lot of words that stand out, but one word particular for what we're talking about today. John 1, 1. In the beginning, the living expression, the living word of God, Jesus, was already there. And he was with God and fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative, creative inspiration, the living expression, the living word of God, Christ made all things. Nothing has existence apart from him. A fountain of life was in him. Now get this. You're going to hear this one word several times now in the next few verses. Christ's life is light for all humanity. His life is the light that defines our lives. And this light never fails to shine through the darkness. Light that darkness could not overcome, comprehend, or diminish. Life that never fails, never goes out. Suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John the Baptist. He came as a witness to point the way to the light of life and to help everyone believe. That's what we get to do. Witness, point to the way of the light of life and to help everybody believe. John was not that light, but he came to show who is. He was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. That's what we're doing right now. Verse 9, the perfect light of truth was coming into the world and shine upon everyone, shine in everyone. He is true light, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. John 1.10, Jesus, the light, entered into the world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the people he created, to those who should have received him, but they didn't recognize him because they were in the dark. 
But those who embraced him and took hold of his name, he gave them authority to become the children of God. The mirror translates that better. It says everyone who realized their association with him became convinced, were assured that they are sons and daughters of God. Verse 13, Jesus was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by a man's desire. He was born of God. And so the living expression, the living word of God became a man and lived in us. We gazed upon his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, overflowing with grace, tender mercy and truth. And from the overflowing of his fullness, we received grace heaped upon more grace. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth have their genesis in Jesus Christ. Against the stark, dark backdrop of the law, with Moses representing the condemned state of mankind, deep darkness, Jesus Christ came to unveil grace and truth and light. Then the very next day, verse 29, John saw Jesus coming to him to be baptized, and John cried out, look, there he is, the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the entire world, and Jesus did it. He took away the darkness of the entire world, bringing all people into the light. Most people still don't know that. They still live in the darkness of their mind, but he's calling all of us out of that darkness. Jesus, who is life, the way, the truth, and the life, continually moves us from darkness to light. Christ is in you. You're just like Christ in the world. When Jesus came, people weren't the enemy. He loved people, and he came to save people. Grace to all people. Everybody was in the darkness then. John summed up what was the essence of Christ's teaching in 1 John 1, 5. He said, this is the essence of Christ's message. God is pure radiant light, and in him there exists not even a trace of darkness at all. God is pure radiant light with no trace of darkness at all. In the mirror translation, Francois de Toit says after that in his footnote, look at James 1.7. James says, without exception, God's gifts are only good. Its perfection cannot be flawed. They come from above where we originate from, proceeding like light rays from the source, the father of light, with whom there is no distortion or even a shadow of shifting to obstruct or intercept the light, nor any hint of a human agenda. Pure light with no trace of darkness. Next time, we're going to talk about how to recognize darkness today, recognize where it comes from, how to come out of the darkness and walk in the light. Hey, thank you all for being with me today. I hope this has shed some light on your understanding of who God is, who you are, and who everybody else is. Love you all. See you all next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.